Welcome to our show, Friday Facts, AI and the post-COVID world. Together with our guests Nancy Nemish and myself, Victoria Brandtauer, we'll give you a refreshing point of view on our future world. This is going to be fun. Enjoy! Hello everybody, good afternoon and welcome to Friday Facts. I am incredibly excited to see you all. We started this series uh, last week. Uh, it's going to be a series over six weeks for now. And uh, Friday Facts is an initiative of Miss AI and Humanize and is sponsored by Nemesh Ventures. My name is Nancy Nemesh and uh, my big passion, uh, which I want to share with you today, is that uh, we provide diverse interdisciplinary bridges to help people activate their AI mindset. So this is all about artificial intelligence. Um, we think that Fridays are good to create, collaborate, share, and uh, especially in these hard times, uh, really be together. That's the reason why we basically um, decided to provide this format. At Miss AI and Humanize, we are basically over 100 artificial intelligence people, experts from 24 nations, and we work to democratize artificial intelligence for everyone and to make Europe a strong leader in AI globally. So this online series is, is from home. It should be short and factual, and I am incredibly excited to um, welcome today my partner and friend, Dr. Susan Wegner. Susan is the Vice President for Artificial Intelligence and Data Analytics at Lufthansa Industry Solutions. And prior to Lufthansa, Susan was working as a CDO for Data, AI and Governance at Deutsche Telekom. She is also a member of the expert group on business to government data sharing at the European Commission, as well as a board member at the Bitcom Germany. Susan, we share a lot of these jobs, except for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it's going to be about data. It's going to be incredibly exciting today. I also want to welcome Victoria Plantauer, Miss AI Ambassador. Also, my Hello, everyone. Crime. Hi, Victoria. One second more. Is Susan will speak for about 10 minutes or a little bit more and give you some very interesting stories uh, about artificial intelligence and allies especially in the post-COVID uh, world. And then we have about 10 to 15 minutes of questions. Please put your questions in the chat and Victoria will help me moderate uh, and, and Susan is here to answer. So happy Friday and enjoy this. Yeah, thank you, uh, Nancy and Victoria, for, for having me here today. Uh, I have three topics. And uh, the first topic, is, it's, when I just uh, like uh, 15 minutes ago saw about like the classical airline business, I remember my lunch break today and I'm living like a little bit outside of Berlin and normally there are a lot of airplanes. And when my husband and I had lunch break today, we were sitting there chatting and then he said, oh, there is an airplane. <laughs> and I believe we don't need to <laughs> discuss any other things about that. Nevertheless, what we are seeing is that the business is going up in China again. So China is, is flying more and more. And if you look, and I have just 
just a few very brief examples of what, what we see, what they're doing with AI. Some are not so much AI, it's more tracking. So it's about, and we read it in the, in the news, about tracking and the corona app that they have it. You have to think about privacy, but just in, in general that you know how close you are to other people and track if you had contact to corona-infected persons, the health set certificate, then you have cameras with infrared sensors everywhere. They are measuring really the temperature. It's not 100%, but give you an assigned advice to, um, to have lower risk there. And then there's one, two things I really liked, and I have to admit I studied robotics, and one news I read was about a police robot. So in Europe, it might be a little bit difficult, but there is 5G, uh, look like uh, connected uh, robots as a police that is able to really measure the temperature and is is able to uh, see and recognize if someone is wearing a mask. And then another one, the last one that's very, very fancy is that um, we already have news about drones, where the drones have a camera and recognize if someone is sneezing or coughing. So it's, again, AI computer vision. Just a, a few examples. But uh, thinking about, uh, about other things, and that's my second topic I want to concentrate on is not about persons, but about how are we really able to transport. And I, I took an elephant because it's big and you have to transport it by truck or by air, airplane. And if you think about the trucks, you have a lot of traffic. You have to wait at the borders. And that's the reason why I said, okay, now see how we can really use AI to transport that elephant from Berlin uh, to Paris. And if I have still time, I will go a little bit about the, the models and retraining. So what I have here, and that's uh, some of the stations you have in transportation, in, in cargo. And um, uh, as you see here, you have the little brains here. And for every of these stations, we already implemented an, uh, an algorithm to predict uh, some of the tasks, to really have some cost efficiency, do planning in advance, or gave some reco uh, um, recommendation. And all of, not all, but only one is just before operation, the others are already in operations. And I will go over them and will explain a little bit two of them. The other, I will go over them very, very briefly. And the overall starts with the overall planning, the network planning. So what we implemented here is that we do an automatic planning of routes. What are, from a revenue point, the best routes for the future so that the uh, cargo can see how should I do everything for the routes and the network planning? The next one is <clears throat> how a, a prediction to uh, really calculate the load factor for every airplane. 
how is the best thing, how to do it. And that's again for the future so that you can plan your freight um, in advance and know uh, the different booking and um, additionally what price you can take. And that's the next one because um, before the pricing was based on the intuition of the sales agents. So what we are doing here is that we are taking like historical data and based on the historical data, like prices for different goods, um, the timing and everything like that, that like that, give an optimized price for um, the different freights here. And um, we have here a, a very small error rate of two cents for every case. And I forgot for the booking level, we have an error rate from six to nine percent. So it's relatively low for a prediction. Uh, we do like weeks in advance. And the next one, the good acceptance, I will go a little bit more into detail. And that's the time where my elephant comes into place again, because when the elephant is in front of my door, so it will come by train or it will come by airplane. And now I have, I need someone to pick up the elephant, to control the elephant, to control the papers, to store the elephant somewhere, and then document everything. And what we are doing is we are predicting the people you need um, at a given time. And for that, we um, do a forecast every four hours for the next eight days. And we forecast first how heavy the elephant is, so the kilograms, then the number of pieces for an elephant, a little bit difficult, but in, in general, you, you need the number of pieces. Then we take the number of freight letters, so the papers. And from these three, we calculate how many containers we need. So we have four parameters, the kilogram, the pieces, the papers, and the containers. And from that, we are doing um, the distribution to the different servant units that are, that are picking up the elephant at the door, and we are predicting and scheduling how many people I need at what time. And if you have something like eyes, you need to put it to a special person and so on. So that's the general thing. And the models behind is not that we are taking one model. So we are, we are um, calculating three different models. The first one is about the historic data, so the time series. The second one is about the booking, the historic booking data of all the pieces. And the third one is about flight schedule, truck schedule, the capacity. And we are combining these three models um, so that we have an accuracy of 95% in our prediction. So the next one, and that's a little bit in parallel <laughs> to, to the acceptance, because um, if you look at, um, at the, the business, 
um, the, the price normally depends how heavy something is. And that's normally in the fried letters, so in the papers. But you are, can't be sure, as it is in life, that uh, the numbers in the letters are right. So the normal procedure is that you do a weighting of 10% of the goods that are in front of your door. Not all, because then the effort would be too high. And what we are doing here is based on the previous weighting, uh, we are giving a recommendation or I would say a scoring of <clears throat> all goods to uh, give an, a hint which 10% the persons um, on the door should take. And that's really good because we have here a very high accuracy and um, we um, have that into operation for the last two years, working on different hubs um, of, of the group. And the last one is about my elephant is stored in the back. And now it has to go into an airplane. So here we are doing a prediction how many pieces I can load to the airplane and make, again, very similar to the good acceptance, a scheduling and a planning how many persons I need, which, which uh, pieces I need for that flight so to have an optimized planning um, days before, and we do that again six times a day uh, to make again the prediction. So I, that's my my cases. Whoever, if you have questions or want to go deeper into some of these, we, we just give me a call or questions in the chat. I already see that there's a question in the chat. So coming to the models. So we have not only these type of, of, of uh, predictions, estimations in operation, uh, but we have several others. And um, what we see is that we are training the models and we measure the failure of the models depending on the algorithm on, of the type, say, about flight planning. We do it uh, like, um, like every day and look back on um, how our forecast was and how big the, the mistake is. So, and then we can, could, or we could say, okay, if we have a, a um, failure over, I don't know, whatever percent, we could do an automatic uh, retraining. But the experience is, and that we see that not every failure we have, and that's in the statistical literature and in mass, that not every failure is really a failure of the model. For example, if you have a, a thunderstorm, for example, today, um, all the flight would be canceled, uh, all transport would be transport on another flight, and you have a big failure on that day. Even on the day after, you would have minor failures, but that's not a problem of the model. It's a problem uh, of the environment. So it makes no sense at that time to retrain the model. 
But if you have a failure every for every flight over some time from, from day to day, then you really need to retrain the model and um, calculate everything again. So that's my final remark. I hope I was <laughs> nearly in time. Yeah. Uh, it was a little bit packed, but uh, I'm, I'm open for questions. And if we have no time or have special questions to some of the cases, I'm just send me an email. Susan, thank you so much. There are no questions in the chat, though. Uh, one is, is coming now. I'll let Victoria read it. But thank you very much. This is hugely interesting. I also have a question after this. Perfect. Thank you, Susan. That was really very insightful. Um, Sylvie has a question. She asks, which type of AI software product did you implement yet? It, it, it depends. So we have different kinds of uh, software tools. So as you can imagine, we, the, the data scientists are using normal R and Python, and we are losing we are using a lot of rapid mining. Dalia wants to know: Are there AI models for areas that are not logistics? Yeah, there are. So we have we have really a bunch of cases. We have uh, cases really for, for 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 airlines, as you can imagine. We have cases for finance. We have cases uh, for logistic. We have really different cases for different areas. I just picked that one because um, I, I thought it's very nice because it set it shows the different um, the different stations, but. Um, We, we can have a, a chat about it and about the other references, but <laughs> I, had, I had to pick one area. There's another one. I just read it out for you. Uh, Bruno wants to know how much of the models is available off the shelf versus how much do you have to custom build? So uh, we are really doing the models for most of our cases ourselves. And because the cases are sometimes very special. And as you saw in that example, we are really using three different models. For one other case, we are really calculating 20 models, training them, and then really picking just two days before the event the, the best model. And... Uh, We, we take what we can from, from open source and whatever is possible for a company, but uh, most of the time it's, it's relatively special. Nancy, your, your turn. Yeah, I think <laughs> for we, both, uh, we both are thinking about the same thing, Victoria. Uh, so, Susan, one of the questions is now, of course, how the world is changing uh, with the new normal. Uh, and, and after this pandemic, um, how do you see your work uh, and, and the artificial intelligence projects that you're having changing or even transforming, uh, if at all, and what that means for the society, if you have any thoughts on that. <laughs> I believe artificial intelligence in general with, will have much more dynamic, especially in Germany, because now we are really going all over more into digitalization and are much more open to use like Zoom to look Microsoft Teams to do more about really technology. 
So we are getting used to it and people are tending to use it even more, especially if you see it in the press. Sometimes it is not so so positive, but you see a lot of press releases where you see that AI can help and that the prediction can help in such kind of like a health situation or non-health situation and make predictions. You see it from every day in Tagesschau about John Hopkins University. Uh, you see it everywhere. So the people are... I believe are more open and will use the things much more. And my personal hope is because I did my PhD in, in a hospital and it was about uh, the uh, recognition of cancer cells. And I hope that we will see much more, in, especially in, 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 uh, medical institutes, biomedical institutes, Because the technology is really there and we can do a lot with this kind of technology. Thank you, Susan. There is not one more question, I think. There's one more from Fiona. How long does it usually take you before a model is on a good experience level and at which stage you introduce it to the real world? <laughs> That's, again, difficult. So what we are normally, and I will explain it a little bit from a special unit. What we do there is that uh, we do, um, we have something that we call makerspace, and the, the units are coming with their, 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 um, their problem, coming to this makerspace. They have a coffee machine, so a lot of people are coming around. And they are talking about these problems. And what we normally do is that we are testing within like two to three weeks. Um, if, uh, if what we are, what we are together, uh, thought we could solve makes sense. And, um, now the, the business unit and of this makerspace has to pay. Uh, we are doing the second one, like the MVP, and it really depends on the complexity of the case. Sometimes we are very quick, um, do it like in, in, in one to two months for more complicated things that are more research topics you need longer. Um, and um, after the MVP, we're doing the training uh, for the operation. And from the beginning, we have always the domain experts and the operational people with us. So it's not only like data science, data engineering, but we are looking at the use case from the beginning until the end. And we are doing even the operation with third level support and uh, even in our operational center, the, the real operation or helping there. Not the data scientists, but, but in general. So it, it, It's really hard to say, but uh, sometimes quick, sometimes not so quick. And the best thing is um, if you already had a case, like, uh, for example, we had one case where we recognized like damages uh, for one unit and then another asked for that. That was easy because uh, we could take this complete solution and were able to really put it into operation uh, within a month. But that's only if it 
completely fits if, if you already had everything and just changed the, the, the images. Okay, thank you. And maybe one last question, uh, also an interesting one. How many women are working at LIS? <laughs> so uh, in Lufthansa Industry Solutions, I'm relatively lucky because on my level, I, I was very su surprised that there are relatively um, many uh, women, especially our operational units, like in Tirana, in Oldenburg, in Hamburg. All leaders are women and our internal IT lead um, is a woman. But I must admit, in my own team, I would like to have a little bit more women. There are only a few. <laughs> Yeah, we're working on that, right? So one of the things is, I see a lot of women on this call, which is great. I also see men, and that's fantastic. Just in the interest of time, because I have probably, we have just one or two more minutes. Um, thank you for the question. Thank you for the great presentation, Susan, and for the moderation, Victoria. Um, this is a fun time. Um, next week, for those of you who are interested, we will have a cardiologist, a doctor, talking about how she is using artificial intelligence in a post-COVID world. It's going to be interesting. So I love the art piece in your background, Susan, because that very much reflects what we are trying to do here, to put together diverse people to talk about diverse topics. So thank you so much, and we're looking forward to seeing you all uh, and more next week. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to Friday Facts AI and the post-COVID world. We hope you've enjoyed our session and we would love to stay in contact. Find the details in the show notes and just ping a message. We'll be back here next week.